Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, today's program is titled, Become the Light, Ascend. And that's the, basically the bottom line here. Whenever we're talking about anything on this show, eventually it leads to that goal, which is the ascension. But begs the question, why do we want to ascend? You know, how do we relate to that concept? Well, I think <laughs> the answer to that question, you have to understand our divine plan, the order of the universe, it, few small things like that. Yeah, I, um, I, I think, you know, when we understand that our souls are growing, they're evolving, they're transcending their former states. And I think hopefully all of us and all of you listening to this can say, you know, I'm better today than I was a year ago or 10 years ago. I've learned some things and so on and so forth. But to understand that the goal of life is ever growing, ever moving, ever ascending, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And the ascension is the difference between immortal life and non-immortal life. And those of us that are here obviously are not immortal. Uh, we don't automatically become immortal unless we make our ascension. And so to achieve immortality, that's the path we must follow. And I like to think of it um, perhaps if for those that with a Christian background, of course, the, the tr- Christian church teaches that if you you know accept Jesus as your Savior, you're going to go to heaven, you'll be there for eternity. And the ascended masters say, you know, that's not quite true because you have to master certain things. You have to pass your test. You have to make your ascension in order to gain a mortal life, just even as Jesus did, to walk mm-hmm. in his footsteps. So if you want to be a follower of Jesus and so forth, that is why we need to share and understand that just accepting him is a wonderful first step, but it's not going to give you a mortal life. And so to get a mortal life, we do have to make our ascension. We have to walk the path that Jesus walked. And that's why we need it. And I think that the, the key verb here is becoming, and that we talk about it all the time, is that we're in the state of becoming what it is that we are eventually meant to be. And I think you know, one of the sacred formulas is as above, so below, that we're, we're, we're pulling down the light in order to pull up our souls. And, and understanding that, you know, Earth is a schoolroom. I mean, that's not a difficult concept for us all to understand. It's a tough room. And uh, <laughs> they made me stay after. I don't know. Um, but to understand that this is not the, the reality of who we are. Mm. It's it's a reflection of our karma and our tests and how the mastery we need to gain in order to make our ascension. This is not real. Everything is changing. Nothing is permanent in the physical plane. Only in the etheric plane or the next level up from this, so to speak, are things permanent because they're permanent in God. And, you know, they don't rust. The paint doesn't chip um, <laughs> yeah. or peel or anything. So this is where we're here because we need to be here. But it's not the ultimate reality of who we are, what our ultimate mission is in this universe and where we're going. You know, many times we've said that the path of self-mastery is is not steady necessarily. It's it's Sometimes it's leaping and sometimes it's creeping, but that eventually, I think you said this at the very outset, Sid, that we're constantly in a state of making progress. As long as we're moving forward, we're doing something, we're continuing to expand our soul's awareness of what our eventual beingness is, is meant to be. So again, go back to the as above, so below. The I am above is what we are meant to become below. 
And I think it's an understanding. There's a yes, we're growing and evolving now. And you know, after you're an ascended master, you will continue to grow and evolve because God transcends Himself. And so the ascended masters transcend. There's no end to growth and expansion and so forth. But there's a very big difference between being ascended and unascended. And, of course, the difference is immortal life. You know, let's, let's kind of go down that road for a moment because we've talked about it before. And I think I find it fascinating that when you when you talk about the ascended life, it's not the end. It's just another stage. Right. And that there are masters we know who go into that ascension spiral. When they get to the other side, they say, I'm going to learn how to sing. Or I'm going to, I'm going to acquire a new ability or skill because they can do it. Or, or one person that, that left our community a number of years ago uh, reported that she was in prophet school. Yeah, and how right. do you become a prophet, you know? Well, and I don't think we have any idea oh my gosh, of yeah. what heaven is really like um, in terms of the organization, the intricacies. It's, you know, it's, it's an active place. It's not a passive place. And we learn and grow. But we're here because some of us have some unfinished business. Karma from could be 100,000 years ago. Who knows that we have to balance. Plus, we have to demonstrate by our own free will choice. And this is key. Mm-hmm. We have to choose the path of our ascension. It just doesn't happen automatically. Um, we have to choose it. We have to pursue it. We have to seek God. We have to get to the point where we want God's will more than our will. God has given us free will. We can do what we want. But, you know, the sands of the hourglass run out at some point for everybody that don't choose God. And so, not out of fear or anxiety, but, you know, this is the path God has laid out. It's a loving path. It's a strenuous path. But it's a victorious path if we are willing to embrace it and walk it. And we'll hear today from Mrs. Prophet why the ascension is so important for us individually and for the people you love. Oh, yeah. Well, and not to put too much of a pressure or burden on this, but... Others are depending upon our ascensions. Yeah. I remember once <laughs> one of the masters said, if you love your family and love people on this planet, the greatest gift you can give them is your ascension. Yeah. I, I would imagine that some some people would be thinking, well, you know, this has been not a bad life, and I do believe in reincarnation, so why don't I just come back again and, and choose <laughs> another good life, and then after that, I'll come back again and choose another good life. Well, you know, that's just kind of repetitive, you know, so. It's like you said at the beginning, remember, the 12th grade, you keep repeating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you just like, keep going 12th grade, 12th grade. Well, 12th grade, I, I 12th. think the challenge there, Terry, is that we don't know what the plan is going to be like if we have to come back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we can generally say those of a spiritual bent that the, the trends are not particularly good. There's no guarantee that the door which is open today will be open 50 or 100 or 200 or 300 years from now because there is a there's a time under heaven. I think it's ecclesiastic, you know. There's a time right now that's an opportunity. The door is open. We have the violet flame, which we haven't had for thousands of years in outer awareness. Everything is in place to make this the greatest um, opportunity for us to grow, to make our ascension, to balance our karma if we choose to make use of it. And then we could again come back to free will. You know, one of the words that's used often in describing the ascended state is glory. And I've always kind of been attracted to that word, too, because there's the kind of presence with glorification that if we even had a glimpse, if we had even the tiniest glimpse of the glory of the ascension, we would we would not stop. Well, Mark Prophet, when he made his there, ascension, yeah. the first comment he made, he said, I am everywhere in the consciousness of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could spend a long time just thinking about that statement. But, you know, for many people are interested in these um, near-death books and experiences sure. and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that common for all these experiences, 
once they get over there, they don't want to come back. Yeah, you know, right. where, where we want to stay here. And when they hear they have to come back for unfinished business, you know, it's like there's an internal groan. And so we don't want to get over there, even between embodiments, and say how wonderful it is. And someone says, yes, but you have some unfinished business. You're going to have to go back. It's not an escape valve. It's fulfilling the purposes that God has created you for, to be a co-creator with God, not just on earth, but in heaven, and to enjoy that eternal life. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's one of the reasons that you want to try to make the best decision every moment you have an opportunity to make a decision, because that's incrementally, mm-hmm. that's getting you towards your ascension. What did St. Germain say? That he made what, one million or two million right decisions? Two million right to Two million, right. Yeah. One million sounds easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just everybody's got a why in the road at yeah, every, the every moment in the day. Yeah, and that's okay. You yeah. know, God wants us to be happy, you know. Yeah. Maybe we should stop right there. Not everybody <laughs> believes that statement. God wants us to be happy. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah. He created us because he loves us and wants us to be with him. But our free will has to be there. And, and of course, the title of this show, Tom, Become the Light. Mm-hmm. How do I become the light? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a profound question. It's the reality of the light of God within you. You have a threefold flame in your heart. You have a mighty I am presence, a holy Christ self. You already have this great light. But you must consciously make the decision that you want to make God a part of your world. And that's what happens when you ascend. You become one with your I am present. You do not lose your identity. You don't become this void, so to speak, in space. (laughs) You are who you are. You are a unique soul in God. You have a unique mission, a unique divine plan, a unique God personality. And all you have to do is look at the Ascended Master, see how different they are. So all you do is become really who you are, in essence, with the power of God in you. And, and it's, uh, it's, all you have to do is give up this human consciousness. And I think that's a rather good <laughs> trade. <laughs> well, and that's the trick. You know, self-mastery is, is incrementally giving up the human consciousness. Yeah, and saying, Step no, master. this is not real. Yeah. It's something I've created. It's a sorcerer's apprentice. We've talked about that too. This human personality that is not of God, little quirks that people are proud of, it's not who God is in you. And so it's got to go. Yeah. And you, it's choosing God first. It's the first commandment. Put God first in everything. And make the prayer that you make every day just to be one with the light, to to become, in fact, what you are intended to become. This is your birthright. This is not something exceptional or separate. It is what you are truly in your heart. I, I was thinking, you said something earlier and reminded me, uh, I think it's just as soon as Mark Prophet made his ascension, <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet found out that he'd been taking singing lessons, <laughs> and he and he came to her and sang something. That beautiful. Know. It's really sweet. There's hope for us. Yeah, <laughs> for me anyway. Is that song yours? Want to sing that? There's room in the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Yes, that's from my Christian Church's day. Yeah. But understanding that God will meet you where you're at. He loves you intensely. He does want you to come home. And so he'll meet wherever you are at your point of spiritual path or growth or whatever and bring to you those tests that you need for your very next step. And sometimes that stuff right around you, we can see with our eyes open what needs to be done. Um, So rest assured that you have a divine plan. There's a way to get home to God. There's a way to fulfill your mission, your purpose in life. But you have to ask God. I mean, again, we go back to free will. You have to ask for this help. The path of the Ascended Masters is, obviously, from our perspective, the greatest one because you get the highest teachings. They've been there. They've done it. They've accomplished what we're trying to accomplish. And so be willing to take the hand of a master that will help you and guide you. They won't pass your test for you, 
but they'll give you the tools that you can gain that mastery and move on. You know, before we go to break, one of the key concepts we discuss many times when we discuss the ascension are the uh, necessary ingredients of that ascension process, one of which is to balance at least 51% of our karma. And it's been said, we've said it before, the masters have said it many times, that in the ascended state, it's harder to balance the remainder of your karma than it is to balance it here. So it's a good idea when you can to balance as much karma here before you make your ascension as possible. Yeah, and, and you know, work with God and, you know, decide <laughs> whether what's what's right for you. But, you know, uh, Paul talks about the better resurrection. And the better resurrection is the more karma that you balance. Sure. Mm. Well, such a good idea. Yeah. To, to pass those two million tests. <laughs> That's start, a lot. Start, start with one. <laughs> I think we've, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Let's see. Okay. Anyway, well, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to hear the first of two lecture excerpts from Mrs. Prophet on this ascension process on self-mastery. And in the beginning of this next segment, too, as we come back to it, she talks about that tiny glimpse of glory. I mentioned it before, you know, this whole concept of glory in the ascension. So please stay tuned for that. We'll be back in about uh, two minutes. So please stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door. 
brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back on the open door today. We're talking about one of our favorite light subjects, the ascension. And here is an eye-opening and rare spiritual realization that when you ascend, it is God ascending through you. It's true. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet with more on this amazing understanding. Who then in his heart cannot understand the beauty of ascension? Who will not sense at heart the burden of return into a temporary house, a doomed house, a confining house? Thus, one should recognize the higher world in order to become transported and ascend with one's entire being. Is it possible to peer from the window of the narrow home without thinking about the higher worlds? And the heart will lead one by the path of Christ to the step of transfiguration. Thus we shall open the doors of the narrow house. Each fusion of consciousness already means open doors. You are opening the doors and you are the open door. When you ascend, it is God ascending through you. It is the presence of the arrow of himself rising to the point of the fullness of being. How many of you have decided to aim for the ascension in this life? How many are not certain if you will aim? You might as well put your hands up high because I can't see you. Can you raise them above your head? You know, it's interesting that before I had the instruction of Serapis Day, early in my training, I was not so very certain that I should elect to take my ascension in this life because I thought when you finally have the key to self-mastery, and an opportunity to serve as you have never served before, it is a shame to leave the planetary body. So I thought in this way for many years, and it was unchecked or unchallenged because I never asked the question. So as the years went by and I thought still that I should offer myself to remain or to reincarnate, One day, the Master said to me, if you remain on earth, you will be blocking the way for others who will rise only because you do ascend. And I thought about it, and I realized that I wouldn't want to be in anyone's way. (laughs) And that it was truly the mandate of life to ascend. The ascension is merely the mandate of growth and also the mandate to increase 
one's capacity to be and to grow. Not many of us have had the experience of seeing one whose being could no longer fit into the finite form. I did witness that in the life of Lanello. And I saw that his being could no longer be contained in that form. God himself is continually and perpetually changing his form. And so the universe is expanding and we are expanding. And we have other vehicles that are more suited to our higher evolution. I realized that when the ascension came to Mark Prophet, it was an act of the mercy of God. Merciful unto him that he could experience life in the fullness of all of its wonder and beauty. There is a great meaning behind the very first statement that he made after his ascension. He said, Behold, I am everywhere in the consciousness of God. Well, this is where Lanello always wanted to be. I should say this is where Mark Prophet always wanted to be. He always wanted to be with every chila at once, everywhere on earth at once, with all of the students of the light. He had a great curiosity about life and things and people and what they were doing. So he would call people up all over the world. And it was fortunate that he left his body at night so that he could do all of those extra terrestrial activities that he desired to do. I also thought it was a great mercy of the law because the great light that he contained resulted in immense persecution. And the great quality I noted about Mark was that in the face of persecution, he would never take the easy way out. The easy way out of persecution is to simply develop such a thick skin that you don't feel it. You develop a hide. And so when people send their arrows, you can say, I don't care. But Mark would never say, I don't care. He would leave his delicate skin and allow it to pierce his heart. His heart would bleed. He would feel great pain at the persecution of the light and therefore of his person. And so the second factor of the great mercy of the law that I perceived was that he should no longer have to experience that pain in this octave. I realize, however, that in one sense that is short-lived because no sooner ascended, Lanello leaps into my heart, the heart of his children and your hearts, and there, because he is so sensitive and so magnanimous, he would do nothing less than fully experience our own pains and burdens and the very same persecutions that we bear for him and for all the brotherhood. There comes an hour when the finite cup cannot bear the contents of God's light and when the failure to ascend 
would actually be the cessation of being. Not to ascend would mean to cease to be, because to cease to grow is to cease to be. And one day, after billions and billions of footsteps on this planetary body, you will find that the single next step that you will take, just as easily as you took the last, is the step into the ascension flame and the acceleration of light where you are to the fullness of your God consciousness, the full awareness of your I am presence. To fully, fully be aware of your I am presence where you are means that you must be your I am presence. No man can see the face of God and live as man. Henceforth he lives as God. And this God, saturated with God, the very definition is the ascended master. So you might find the ascension like the dewdrop slipping into the ocean of God's being. A gentle and tender experience and one in which you have increased and heightened all of the faculties of giving and of service, of experience, of love, of wisdom, and vast worlds to conquer. I don't think that anyone of us would go back to the first grade right now. And as we mature and we increase in years, not even the lure of youth can cause us to wish that we were 20 years younger. Because we don't want to have to go through those 20 years of painful experiences of growing up of balancing karma and finally coming to the age of enlightenment. And of course every day since we are on the new edge of new experience, we feel that we are better off than we have ever been. And so it's good because that is the flame of hope. And our hope in achieving greater things comes from the assurance that we are better off today than we were yesterday by the grace of God. So I think that when you think about it, both philosophically and practically speaking, all of the teaching of Serapis Bay points to the fact that those who are marked for the ascension, literally marked with a sign of the cosmic cross of white fire, must actually run to meet the goal. It is as though there were a star in the heavens crossing the heavens at the point where we should also be crossing the same trajectory and meet. And at the point of the meeting of our star, there is a date. And the date is the hour of our own ascension. We are going there no matter what, and the star is coming no matter what. So when the rendezvous occurs, either we will be ready to fuse with the star of our own mighty I am presence, or we will not. And that's the question. I guess when we reach the appointed day and hour of our ascension, will we be ready? Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, today we're talking about the ascension, about becoming the light. And one of the, the very central um, realizations is that we have made a contract to ascend, and now it's time to fulfill that contract. Here's more. So we must take into consideration in the exercise of free will concerning the ascension that there is an appointed time, and that somewhere in the higher consciousness of our being, we have agreed to that appointed hour. Now we are forging the physical precipitation of our contract with God here in the earth body. I think it would be better, far better, to be prepared for the ascension and to be given a hierarchical dispensation to forego it according to the will of God than to not be prepared and to find that the great law will not relieve us from our vow and therefore if we literally miss the boat, miss our own spaceship, we should find that our traversing cosmos may take many centuries before the star and our being meet again. Who can say what the alternative is to the unfulfilled vow of the ascension? I would not wish to consider it because for me, 
I am very busy and concerned with fulfilling that vow. And the vow isn't fulfilled with a balancing of one's karma. This is only the first step. One must meet all of the requirements of the Dharma. And the Dharma is the duty, the tasks at hand, the assignments, all of the joys that we've come together to manifest. I certainly hope that many in this community will have many, many years of service after the full balancing of their karma and thereby really enter into that glory that we would anticipate, the delight of being on earth in an age, a golden age, which may not be far from us, when not only we are free of the burdens of karma, but we are also free of the burden of the fallen ones, and therefore life will not seem so burdensome, but many of the higher truths that some have waited until the hour of transition to discover would be available to us before the actual physical ascension. In such a climate, you can imagine souls of light with much finer bodies still in the unascended state and still in the physical state. God is capable of creating anything in any degree in the physical octave. When you look at how delicate is the petal of a rose or many flowers and what filigree is a spider's web, you can imagine an etherealized physical body that is still physical in a golden age civilization. So we pray that the years ahead will afford all of us new, expanding, and wondrous experiences until the natural transition to the ascension is only the step through the open door into another room and another sphere where life is teeming, activity is waiting, loved ones are waiting, and simply evolution goes on. I think that the concept of the ascension must be divorced entirely from the concept of death. One has nothing to do with the other. They cannot coexist in the same place. One is not the means to the other. And therefore, when contemplating the ascension, it has nothing whatsoever to do with a contemplation of what mortals experience as death. It is strictly speaking the initiatic process. The initiatic process. And there is to the soul consciousness in Christ no experience of what people call death whatsoever. And so some have chosen to call it the changing of garments. It is not so much what we do that determines whether we live in the human or the God consciousness, but the vibration of the heart, the love that passes through us to ensoul our life. We must all go through the normal human patterns of life. Existence on earth has its stages and its phases. The most mundane existence, when endowed with the Holy Spirit, becomes a God existence. And all of the abundance can never make an existence endowed with God if the consciousness does not have the point and the motive of the glorification of God. So we do not judge one another on the basis 
of what we see one another doing, but only of the vibration, which emanates as surely as smoke comes from fire from each one's aura. The auric vibration will always tell the purity with which life is endowed. Mother Mary told me that one of the most important teachings and examples I could give was to show the purity, the absolute purity of married life and childbearing. That the only way for the individual to transcend and take dominion over the lower nature and the sense of sin which has been put upon the race for thousands of years is through the purification of consciousness. When consciousness is purified, then every aspect of human life becomes pure. And when it is pure, it actually disappears into the divine identity. And the self-transcending process is not abrupt, is not forced, but is a part of the very presence of one's consciousness centered in the heart chakra, centered in the I am presence, and centered in the Christ self. We find that the fallen ones have contributed to human life on earth. Such an inverted and fallen sense regarding the most sacred institution of marriage that one can scarcely find or understand the meaning of the Holy Family as we look about in society. Marriage then becomes a means to an end. Convenient and regular sex is the motive of marriage rather than the consummation of souls in the heart of the I Am Presence, the bringing forth of children, and the establishing of the community as the safeguard for the evolution of life family being the building block of the community. So we find that many people have not forgotten they never knew the real meaning of marriage. They embodied on earth in this life and are living out their lives with the sense that marriage is a physical convenience. To realize that it is the wondrous consecration of God's infusion of the temple with light. It is the consecration of twin flames, of the original estate in the etheric octaves, of holy purpose, of divine service, of initiation, of love that can be expressed to new souls who must see the figure of father and mother and not the state and not a nursery and so forth. The sublime state of consciousness makes whether it is marriage or the single life or business or education or whatever we do, holy. And it is this holiness that is the divine right of everyone to experience. And when people are deprived of experiencing holiness, to me they are the most poor, the most impoverished of all peoples on earth. To think that one might never have experienced a moment of holiness in an entire life is to me the great tragedy of the legacy of the Nephilim who have no holiness in them, are blasphemers of the word in the name of God,
Now, you may think that we kind of snuck something in there that was not part of our original intention. But, you know, I think that the reason that we included that segment on marriage is because the whole idea of the ascension really does revolve around the concept of holiness. And holiness in all its aspects, in the family, in the community, in the city, in our individual choices, in the ways we choose to live. So that's what I wanted to kind of bring out in this question is that we're talking about holiness. And indeed, um, what is holiness? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I did some research on it a few years ago, and it, it's hard to, to define holiness. Mm-hmm. It, it's a feeling. It, it's a joy. It's the presence of God, of something greater and higher than who we are. And, of course, by the way, Mrs. Proper referred to the Nephilim, which is another way of talking about the fallen angels. They have no holiness because they've rejected God. Yeah. And therefore, they want to deny us that holiness. And I think I've said to myself, you know, I, I need to find a place on earth where there is holiness. And I felt I found it when I came to these teachings. There was a presence of holiness, of the presence of God, of honoring the presence of God because of the light that it carries. And I think, you know, why do we pursue the path of the ascension? There's a lot of reasons. Number one is we love God. Yep. We love his purposes. We love his will. We love who we are. We love what God has in store for us. We love to be able to share that with others. We want to be that manifestation of God in our individuality and not this, you know, he said, she said for another 100,000 embodiments. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. It is time. I think of Thomas More, you know, in the uh, Man for All Seasons. Boy, if you want to see a holy man <laughs> and something that is holiness, yes. just just watch that movie. And that was our beloved El Moria. Yes. You know, at the beginning of that last segment, there was this reference to the steps that we take toward our ascension. Mm-hmm. And we don't know for sure if the next step is going to be that step, that final step, the one We've been, you know, aiming at for 100, 200, 300,000 years. Who knows? The next step could be the step. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up marriage. I, excuse me, Sid, I interrupted. But uh, that's a one major way that you balance your karma and you move toward your ascension. Oh, yeah. Because you, you may have karma with one or two people in a marriage. I mean, we have multiple marriages, which is, seems to be fairly common. But even if it's just one, then you may have the children with which and through whom, which you have a lot of karma. You and, know? and of course, we do, we're talking about having one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. Yeah, yeah. right. This day, anyway. And yeah. I think that, you know, the attitude is day, well, we got more people on this planet than we should have, so let's have a dog instead of a child. <laughs> I mean, it's scary, but that permeates American consciousness to yes. a certain extent. You'll never get home. If you have a, a, a karma to bring forth a soul and sponsor a soul, if you don't do it in this lifetime, you're going to be back. And so, you know, God knows what the requirement of the law is, but, you know, um, having a family may be part of your path of your ascension. It doesn't mean you have to be, uh, you know, holier than thou, so to speak, because whatever you do, whether it's marriage or anything else, is bringing that sense of holiness to it, and that makes a holy family. It does, and it, it is okay to have a dog. (laughs) <laughs> we, have, we have one yeah. so let's, let's take a little break we'll be back for our final segment in just a few moments please stay with us success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. 
The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we've been discussing the ascension, again, in our favorite light subject. <laughs> and it is the mandate of life to ascend. To, to grow. To grow. I mean, this, this is why we're here. So this is not simply a light subject in the context of the figurative light. This is literally the subject of light and becoming light, which is why we titled the show, Become the Light, Ascend. Well, it gives hope. I mean, you know, this idea, I mean, I heard somebody say, well, well why do I want to go to heaven? You know, it's, it sounds like a pretty boring place, <laughs> you know. It's not a boring place. <laughs> and, and when we understand that God is not, God doesn't sit back and, you know, say, I'm done. You know, God is transcending himself. Now, isn't that an incredible concept? Constantly, yes. God is transcending himself. Because God transcends himself, we can transcend ourselves. There's no end to the glories of the light of God and the presence of God. Once you're ascended, you are home free, literally. And you can't get there without the love and the gratitude and the, and the holiness of God. And so that's what we work on. Because, you know, would you like your imperfections to be immortalized forever? <laughs> no. I mean, God forbid. No, that's you know, right. I mean, we don't want to take this baggage with us. No. I mean, you know, these whatever it is that's in us, a hidden anger, resentment, you know, whatever these human foibles are, we want them to be gone yeah. so that we can be in the presence of God. And, you know, it's this, this said, of course, you can't be in the presence of God without being God. And when he appears, we shall be like him. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thought? It's we very, shall be like him because God is in us. And I think that, that that's a, a profound understanding. And, you know, everything I hear about the etheric, where the ascended masters live at different levels, it's a place you want to be. Indeed. And not only physically beautiful beyond description, but, you know, I mean, I was thought, what it was like if you're were, if you were around everybody that loved God? Oh, wow. I mean, would that be a golden age? It's a golden age. And it, yes, we can have it on earth. But we, it is in heaven for sure. And so we're not running away from the planet. In fact, many of us will probably stay even after our ascension and do what we can to help the people on planet Earth. And thank God that, that some have done that for us because where would we be without them? No, indeed. Because the masters could move on. They don't have to stick with the Earth forever. They have their own free will too. So I'm grateful that they're here. Take advantage of it. Work while you have the light. And I think that's, that's the concept that... You know, we need to have in our consciousness, work while you have the light, while we have the opportunity, while we have a body that can understand, can grow, can work. Um, yeah, oh yeah. You know, take advantage of, of what you have. You, you know, know and, and, and as every moment of each day goes by, ask yourself, is in this moment, am I 
am I doing the best that I can to the glorification of God? Yeah. You know, is is this a positive action on my part? You know, and if it's not, don't do well, it. Well, and understand there there are rhythms to a life yeah. on, on planet Earth. I mean, you got to sleep, you got to eat, yeah, a few things like that. You know, you got to take out the garbage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so feed the dog. Yeah, so don't think that you're not worthy because you do these mundane things, or don't think, oh, I've done this terrible thing. And God will never accept me. That's a lie. Yeah. You may have karma, but you can balance that karma. You can right the wrong. God will show you how to do it so that you can hold your head <clears throat> excuse me, high in the dignity of God within you. Not in the dignity of your human consciousness like some people want, but in the dignity of God's presence within you. You know, you know it when you see a holy man. You know it when you see a holy woman because you can feel the vibration. You know, I, I take a slight digression here. You reminded me of part of my earlier life as a singer. And I was gift, I mean, very fortunate to have been involved with very, very good choirs. And one of the pieces that we did, maybe once every six or seven years, was the Brahms Requiem. And in that, there's a, a, a section of it where he basically, you know, is saying, when you see God, when you meet God, you will be like him. And we would literally comment after the concert was over that many of us got chills. We, we recognized the holiness behind that concept wow. and just understood that we were in saying something that was essentially divinely true, mm-hmm. that we will be like him. Anyway, if you ever have uh, a yen to hear some good classical oratorio, the Brahms Requiem is definitely a good choice. Well, we'll set aside a show for you to share that with us. <laughs> well, I wish I could still sing. <laughs> you know, I, I want to, again, another digression, kind of back to this subject on the Ascension, uh, one of the questions that was raised in the last excerpt that we heard was, what is the alternative to an unfulfilled vow to ascend? And what Mrs. Prophet said was, it is to cease to be. Now, you consider that alternative. You can ascend or cease to be. And it's not black and white, but it's just an interesting concept, an interesting question to ask yourself, am I really, truly desirous of this end? Well, I mean, the fallen angels have made their choice. They want to eat, drink, and, t- and be merry, for tomorrow they die. Yeah. Why are they going to die? Because they choose to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a wrathful God sending them to death. It's they have made that choice. Yeah. They have chosen not to become God, not to be who they're supposed to be, and to instead to live out their lives in, in selfish pursuit and gain. And that's the, they have that right because of the free will in the universe. But the judgment is, you know, we judge ourselves. You know, nobody else is going to rashes out by our actions, by our choices. And I think, you know, it doesn't, this path doesn't mean you never make a mistake. I mean, obviously. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're trying to move forward and not backwards, but you know what? Don't ever give up whatever you do. Don't believe the lie that you can't make it, whether in this lifetime or not. St. Germain has promised if you will make a sincere effort on the path of your ascension, he has promised you will make it in this life or your next one depending on where you're at, and let God determine that. But, you know, if you don't start now, it's not going to happen in this life or next life. No. And, and you know, Terry, I know there's a couple of books we have on the Ascension that might be helpful for people. Well, we've got uh, uh, the dossier on the Ascension is one. and, uh, I, and I, would, I, I would say that's probably the best one, really. That, that's Serapis Bay. Serapis Bay. A series of dictations, and it's absolutely beautiful because it's an inside look at the temple, at the ascension, among mm-hmm. other things. And it, oh, it's just beautiful. 
And, and I was a Serapis Bay uh, student in the Ascended Master <laughs> University, oh, which was prior to what we call Summit University now. Explains yeah. the globe. And, and I had no no idea who, <laughs> who Serapis Bay was. Somebody said, you need to go to AMU. Mm-hmm. And so I Ascended did. Master University. Ascended Master University. And so I did for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the grace of God, I have a real appreciation now for Serapis, beloved Serapis. Well, did you find that the dossier is just beautifully written? I did, and it was it was kind of heavy for me at the time, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's like climb the highest mountain. The very first edition, much you know, shorter, was uh, was was a hard read for me at the time. So, you know, don't be disappointed if it's a little tough to get through to but, begin you know, with. People might be more advanced than that now, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the title is the, the dossier on the ascension, and it is available through Summit University Press. If you go to tsl.org and go to the bookstore, you can find it. Just put the yeah, you you got to start somewhere. You know, you got to do something. And, you know, what did I do for God today? What did I do when I lay my head on the pillow at night? Did I learn something? Did I explore something? Did I ask, did God show me something to open my eyes to right. something I had yeah. seen before? You know, make every day count. Yeah, we got to go to work. Yeah, we got to do this and do that and so forth. But, you know, make every day count for your path. And the incremental steps incremental decisions, the little things, you know, will, will, will take you home. We ascend daily. We don't ascend all at once. We ascend daily by our efforts and our striving. And it's great. Yeah. the glory, what life is supposed to be. The glory comes by degrees. Yeah. It's like the adding one straw at a time. Eventually, it's more than the camel can handle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the camel of the ascension. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, trying to break us back. But anyway. No, we yeah. want to treat him kindly because yeah. he's an elemental that we You know, how, how do you want right. to live your life? Do you want to live it according to the dictums yeah. of advertising on TV? Yeah. And these... How and limited go, is that? And go look at the previews at a movie theater recently. I mean, it's unreal. And it is it is unreal. It's the unreality that's taking, <laughs> well said. that's taking people from their true identity yeah. and confusing them. They don't know who they are. You know, sir or madam, you have God in your heart. Oh, you know? I mean, the, the fallen ones are trying to take God out of everything so that we forget who we are. Don't forget who you are and who the precious people of God are on this planet because we have a mission we have a dharma or duty to perform, as Mrs. Prophet says, and we have a path that is glorious if we will walk that path. And we, to walk it, you have to understand it. So start someplace. Start And understand that there are standards here, that there are certain things you have to do to make your ascension. Maybe we should just cover those briefly because it's, since we're talking about it, what does it take to ascend? We Balancing said, 51% of your karma. Right. Fulfilling your divine plan. And, and purifying your four lower bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, loving God. Is, and loving is, God. And loving God in, in man and woman is a whole large part of this. We well, just uh, we just had a dear friend make his transition, and he held the balance for America. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing him on the other side now holding the balance for the, uh, the galaxy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, boy. So there's yeah. always something to do. So make your ascension. Plan to make your ascension. There is an appointed day and hour. Yeah. You've already contracted to be there at that moment. So be there. And if you want to get in touch with us, should yeah. I tell them? Uh, yeah. We're at, web, <laughs> we're at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. Thank you, Terry. You're welcome. Before we wrap this up, any final comments? Yeah, it's the joy of living that is the ascension. It's the joy you're meant to have in your being doesn't mean you don't have challenges, but you have the presence of God that you're, you're working to become more of, and that is joy personified. 
And, you know, we always say that, though the upper path may sometimes be difficult. I think I want to reverse that and say it's glorious. <laughs> There's holiness there that occasionally there might be some difficult steps that we maybe stub our toe on, but we're making progress. We're moving ahead. You've accepted your ascension as a fact of your life. It's a mandate of life to ascend. So do it. And the rewards are, are out, out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.